0: I'm Megan and I'm Jen and you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails.
1: Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug.
0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. We're so happy that you're here. So Jen and I thought it would be a great idea. You know, we're going into February. Some of us, not all of us, and And that's cool too. But some of us start to ponder Valentine's Day. And again, some want to avoid it. But in case you don't, we thought we could spend some time on an episode talking about some romantic destinations around the world you might want to plan to visit, whether it's February or literally any time of year. So Jen, in your opinion, like for you, what makes a place romantic? So
1: for me... It's not just, like, a beautiful place, like, beautiful scenery. It's more, like, the whole atmosphere. And to me, like, romantic doesn't have to mean, like, luxury five-star hotels and couples massages, right? It can, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It's not exclusive to that. I personally find that cities, with a few exceptions, aren't as romantic as, like, a smaller, quainter quieter place Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But really one of the things I love most about travel is that my husband and I get time together to kind of reconnect and explore something new and try new things. And I think that kind of makes the romance for me.
0: Um, I have to say like I'm very much in agreement and I think when traveling I find romance in like different situations or different moments so when we see something beautiful like it honestly could be like a variety of things like sunset is sound so corny but sometimes sunsets are just like awe-inspiring or like a beautiful town square or even just finishing the day and like you know, going to sleep, but like talking about the things that we did that day and like reminiscing about that. Like, those are the moments that I feel like love and kind of want to remember. I'm not sure if you've ever watched The Office, but there was something on The Office where they would like take like pictures in their minds. So they would actually do this. So Peter and I actually do that (laughs) every once in a while so that we can try to like remember the moment. But I'm really not into huge, like, big gestures. They're fine, but I'm more, I I find so much more in the small moments, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And, like, everything in life, like, it's different for everybody, and that's what makes the world go round. So that's why I think you and I have kind of compiled a a good list of, like, a variety of places that people could travel to find what romantic is for them. So I think we should start, like, we're starting with a bang. Like,
1: Yeah, we got to start with the city of love, obviously.
0: I know. So Paris. Now, I know we've discussed Paris a few times on the podcast, including A Beginner's Guide to Paris back in August of 2022. So go check that out if it interests you. But we thought it would be a great place to start. So Paris, like Jen mentioned, it's known as a few things, including the city of love, city of lights. It's also, of course, fashion capital. But Paris's beauty kind of comes from its history, I find, its architecture. The twinkling night lights of the Eiffel Tower, and even amazing dining experiences. It is one of those places where I think romance could be found lingering over like a late meal. Uh, and there are boutique, of course, and quaint hotels, which, again, compared to bigger chains, I also find. You know, I feel like so much more cozy and and those feelings in smaller places. But of course, there are grand expensive hotels to sort of meet whatever romance needs or whatever romance means for you. So, really with Paris, honestly, so whether it's sort of strolling through a museum, if that's your idea of romance, a coffee and an eclair, a high-end restaurant, you really can find it all there. It's a city literally known for its romantic nature. So did you find it romantic when you were there? Would you say, Jen? Yeah.
1: I besides the fact that it was the end of October and it was a little bit like gray. <laughs> Yeah. And gray. But yeah, I think it it is. You know, just wandering the cobblestone streets and kind of it's it is. It's kind of a great place to kind of be in love and go on your honeymoon.
0: I agree. <laughs> I agree now. What do you got up for us next? Because I also think this could be a great place for a honeymoon. I think it could. We're going to talk about Hawaii. Anyone else watching The White Lotus? <laughs> yes, I finished both seasons.
1: Okay. We just finished season one last night. So, yeah. I haven't been to Hawaii. But everyone tells me how amazing it is. And it, it does look very romantic. So, obviously, beaches, beautiful hotels, hikes, delicious food. Like, really, what more can you ask for? Hawaii is on my list. <laughs> it's so much to consider that when I think about going there, I get overwhelmed. Yeah. So, obviously, there are different islands, and each island has different things to do. And it really depends on what you're looking for and what type of vacation you really want to have. So, I looked into it. I'm going to give you a super quick rundown of a few of the islands. So, what? <laughs> Oahu has the more nightlifey restaurants, bigger city vibes, but it also has historical and cultural sites as well. Maui is a popular honeymoon destination, but it's also great for adventure seekers. So, if you're an adventure seeker on your honeymoon, perfect. Hawaii's Big Island is diverse and offers a lot of like world-class resorts, but you can also see volcanoes and go bird, watch- bird watching and hiking. And then Kauai is for the nature and beach lovers, plenty of hiking, stunning beaches, and sunset. So really, how can you choose?
0: <laughs> or how can you go wrong? I, you can't go wrong, I think.
1: <laughs> but you're always going to be thinking about, what about the silence? But I, I can't mention Hawaii without mentioning the over-tourism issues. And we have a whole episode on this. But they've been experiencing a lot of over-tourism in the last few years. So visit responsibly. Visit in the off-season if you can. Support the local businesses and don't be a jerk.
0: Exactly, that should be like <laughs> everyone's motto in life. Anyway.
1: <laughs> don't be a jerk. I think we should. Don't be a jerk.
0: A Get it on your t-shirt. <laughs> I I've never been to Hawaii either, and all of that sounds amazing. But yes, definitely do it responsibly. Another really sort of, you know place when I think of, I can't, I don't think we could leave it off the list is Greece. And when I think of Greece, I know there are so many islands, big and small, so much diversity there and so much to offer. The picture that comes to my head is blue water, white, rooftops and buildings that overlook the ocean and that is Santorini. I pictured the beautiful sunsets, the winding narrow roads and the food. my God the food Mediterranean food I don't know about you Jen. it's like in my top three cuisines yes yes <laughs> oh my God and even we one of our listeners in each she even commented I think on another post we had on her social media and said that the food in Greece is the best she's ever had in her life and it almost just it made me like want to go so much more. Yeah. And so when I picture myself, of course, I'm eating the food, obviously, and I'm overlooking like the vision that is Santorini. And I just think it would be incredible. Now, because it is so beautiful, I have to, of course, say that also means it's popular. I don't just think it's beautiful, everyone does. (laughs) (laughs) So you do have to prepare yourself that it'll be you and a whole heck of a lot of other people, which can, you know, kind of take away from the romance at times when it's like so many people but life is what you make it I honestly believe and there are beaches and wineries and hiking options and like anywhere in Greece there's like so much history everywhere so it's a big destination for honeymoons and really for a good reason but it does have something for every type of traveler And I think if you want to go to Greece, you could just make it one of your stops so that you could experience other smaller, less crowded islands. But it's such a classic that could add that sort of romantic aspect to your trip in general. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All
1: right. I didn't get to go to Greece and I also didn't get to go to Italy in 2020 (laughs) when
0: my
1: my trip was canceled. So let's talk about Italy, specifically the Amalfi Coast. So... I dream about it. I can't wait to get there someday. So the Amalfi Coast is a 50-ish kilometer stretch of coastline. It's a designated World Heritage site. So, you can just imagine sipping on limoncello after a delicious dinner overlooking the sea.
0: Like Megan, have you noticed that food has come up in everyone? Yes, because I would also have to say Italian food. Yeah. Also in my top 3. We yeah. were like- Like we're neck and neck with the food. And of course, we love food here at the podcast. We do love. All right. So there are many towns that make up the Amalfi
1: Coast. You need at least a week, probably more, to really explore it. But there's lots of places. So you have to visit the terra city of Positano, relax on the Marina Grande Beach, hike the Path of the Gods. Sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take a boat tour, explore the historic town of Ravello. And check out Capri, where the rich and famous anchor their super yachts along its yes. shores. Of course, eat all of the gelato. Sip all of the local wine.
0: have eat the all the pasta. Eat all of the pasta. All of it. Oh, see, now I'm hungry and I've just eaten. <laughs> that sounds dreamy. I definitely want to get to Italy. My friends were just there last year for their Whoa. big trip, and the food looked incredible, but the scenery second to none. I can't wait to go someday. Yes. All right. Now let's bring it home for a little bit, you know, just for a bit. And Jen, I'm sure you're the same. I don't want to assume, but I likely feel that we're both, of course, ocean babies grew up next to the great Atlantic, but I find, and I don't know if you're the same, but I find because of that mountains are so fascinating to me Mm -hmm. and so incredibly beautiful. So therefore we wanted to ensure we included our very own Canadian Rockies on the list of romantic spots. Mm -hmm. Now the Rockies of course do include and go over two provinces. So British Columbia and Alberta. I've only seen them while being in Alberta. Jen, what about you? Same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I I was 13. We went to um, Alberta. And we kind of did a family road trip, so not really romantic, but that's no, fine. But at least, fine. I remember like, literally just sitting in the back seat of the car, like staring out the window. I had my Walkman on, you know, my CDs, and just like staring out the window at the mountains, being like, holy moly, these are beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to move to Lake Louise, I was like convinced that that's where I was gonna live, where you were meant to be.
0: Yeah, I didn't do it spoiler no No, obviously (laughs) but the diversity of the Rockies really and the surrounding landscapes really are made for like romantic moments especially if you enjoy of course being out in nature and really being in awe of your surroundings it's one of my favorite things and there's a certain magic in the air in the Rockies so whether you're visiting Banff Or Jasper or Lake Louise, like you mentioned, or you're out on your own taking like just a hike in nature, let's say in Yoho National Park, as an example, you can find just what you need there. Like it's those moments where you can have like you and your partner, and it can be lovely. And I think you, I do want to mention something that could be very unromantic though. Make sure you're safe because (laughs) there are wild animals there, big ones and scary ones. So really be prepared romance is not being attacked by an animal correct yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and of course there are some amazing lodges and hotels and inns to stay in incredible dining choices and really just so much fresh air so I think that you know going on the Canadian Rockies is a great option and even if you wanted to take a train through them there's a really really great traveler train with the open glass ceiling as well it could be also Equally as romantic as sort of being out in the nature is traveling through it. So that's another idea in terms of the Rockies as well.
1: Yeah, that train is
0: on my bucket list.
1: Before. Yes. Where now, to
0: next, Jen?
1: Let's hop back over to the Isle of Skye in Scotland. So it could be because my best friend got married here. But the Isle of Skye was is magical. like. I've never been anywhere like it. So Skye is the largest and northernmost of the major islands in the Inner Hebrides of Scotland. It has amazing scenery. I can't I can't describe the scenery to you. I'll post pictures on our Instagram, but it is amazing. Shops, lovely local people, and they kind of all together make Skye really magical. It is an island, but it is Connected to the mainland via, there's a lot of ferries that go different places from Scotland to the island, and then there's also a bridge, so it is accessible to drive onto the island. We stayed in Port tree it was a perfect home base. We had the best views from our B and B. Like, I remember. oh my god, it was so beautiful. I wanted to just like sit on the deck and read the whole time, but also I wanted to be out there exploring. <laughs> it's a conundrum. It was so. There are plenty of hikes, both like beginner to challenging, that offer amazing views. So, of course, there's Fairy Pools, Old Man of Store, Neist Point, Neist or Nest, not sure, Point Lighthouse, and more. And then there's also Dunvegan Castle, which has been the ancestral home of the chief of Clan McLeod for 800 years. Wow. But also, part of the castle was like as old as as my house like there was similarities between the holdings yeah and like an addition on the castle and I was like wow this is really weird that is very
0: strange really.
1: we are like standing in a bedroom like this room could be in our house like it's very
0: weird <laughs> you live in a castle, apparently. Oh,
1: and they have absolutely stunning gardens to walk through as well. So, yeah, also a few amazing restaurants in Portree and pubs where you can kind of cozy up and chat about your day. I want to go back someday. There's so many things that we didn't get to explore there.
0: But Isle of Skye, magic. Amazing. It does sound so dreamy. and I remember the pictures of your view and I think this when we were away as well I'm sure we were somewhere beautiful too but I was like Peter oh my goodness look at this view <laughs> <laughs> I oh, it, looked, it looked incredible
1: it was and usually when we stay somewhere we choose somewhere pretty much in the center of town just for ease of like walking and this B&B was not in the center of town it was kind of a pain in the butt you know driving on a one lane. Windy road up and and plus you're I mean I guess you're not really driving on the other side if it's a one lane road but you're on the other side of the car you know what I mean so it wasn't
0: that part was a bit of a pain
1: but the views were worth it so I can oh yeah
0: yeah I could totally see that let's bring it to the USA for a minute we've not really talked about America so when I was doing a little bit of research you know just sort of seeing what was out there in terms of considered romantic spots around the world. The Berkshires popped up. Now, have you? I don't know a lot about this area. Have you heard of the Berkshires? I've like heard the term, but I literally
1: have known nothing about it.
0: Yeah, no, me either. So I did some research, and wow, like I do think it's now on my list. So our lists are going to never be seen (laughs) the end of. Like. impossible at this point. <laughs> so the Berkshire's are actually some of the world's oldest mountains dating back 500 million years. And they're located in the rural region of Western Massachusetts, dotted with villages and towns. See that description alone, right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already in. Mountains and small towns, like sign me up. You just need to dingle that in front of me. I'm like, I'll go okay. there. So in this region, there's a big emphasis on farm-to-table dining. There's of course many outdoor activities which includes amazing fall foliage viewing and I do find that like kind of romantic. So we have beautiful fall foliage here so we don't actually need to travel Usually too far, but if you happen to be in the area, it's a great time. There's several mountainous hikes with incredible views, as you can imagine. Great skiing in the winter, cozy hotels and inns. And you can actually visit the former home of Herman Melville, who wrote Moby Dick. There are art institutes really catering to sort of like, you know, culture, but also nature. So there's something for everyone. And it could be an amazing place to sort of reconnect, also with the simpler things in life along with one another. So I think it's just one of those places that sounds really serene to me. I don't know. I can't really describe it, but like small villages in the mountains with farm to table dining. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like it sounds so relaxing. (laughs) I know. It sounds like a place you want to like turn off your cell phone and just literally just enjoy what is in front of you, which we should probably all do more often. But, oh, 100%.
0: Uh, I completely agree. Lovely. Now, to finish things off, where are you going to take us? I'm going to take us to Disney. No, you're not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Psych.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to say Disney's romantic because it's not, although it has delicious restaurants. Anyway, we... I digress. <laughs> we are going to talk about Trout Point Lodge right here in Nova Scotia. So if you live here and you're looking for a romantic getaway or if you're looking to visit Nova Scotia and you're looking for a romantic and honestly a bit unique experience in Nova Scotia, I don't think there's anywhere like this anywhere else in the province. So... Trout Point Lodge looks absolutely amazing. They are only open mid-May through early November, so Valentine's Day is off the table, but that's okay. They offer five-star luxury accommodations set in the beautiful Tobiatic Wilderness. It is kind of the middle of nowhere, to be honest. (laughs) Three hours from Halifax. 40 minutes from Yarmouth, it's about an hour and a half from me here in Liverpool but you can experience guided stargazing in some of North America's darkest skies so can you imagine the stars that you would I can't that
0: would be incredible Uh,
1: apparently sometimes they see the northern lights there as well so that's I know like that's really cool experience forest bathing which is a Japanese self-care technique you do not have to take off your clothes (laughs)
0: Okay, <laughs> it's bathing busy. really indicates you do to me, but that's yeah.
1: fine. It's okay. You basically spend time with the in the woods, and it's not hiking. Like you're not hurrying to a destination. It's a really just like taking in the the woods surrounding. So bathing you. in nature, kind bathing of thing. In nature, yes. <laughs> no, you know, water required. They have a riverside wood-fired hot tub, an outdoor barrel sauna, gourmet dining, the menus look delicious, and so much more. And for extra, extra romance, they have a romance package that includes luxurious breakfasts each day, a romantic picnic with a bottle of French champagne, two nights of their signature gourmet four-course dinners, and tea-time cakes and pastries. It looks so amazing there that
0: sounds incredible I'm sure if I could say the price tag maybe a little much is it have you did you did you do some research on that I did it is expensive but Mm -hmm. I
1: mean I would I would like to experience it myself to see if it was worth
0: (laughs) and so would I and like you can't take it with you is my motto these days so I think it would be and to be able, honestly, and, and in all seriousness, to experience something like that right here in Nova Scotia yeah. would be incredible. And I think, you know, even if you go, even if the price tag is big and you can not afford it and you're not taking away from other things in your life, I think that could be an incredibly amazing getaway. Yeah. And,
1: I mean, you're not going to have, if you live here in Nova Scotia, you're not going to have the expense of a plane ticket and right. that sort of thing. And so, I mean... It sounds amazing. I might just have to check this place out for myself one day.
0: Yeah, I think I'd like to give that a go as well. Well,
1: All right. Well, that's it. That's all we have for this week. I hope you're feeling inspired to explore a place near or far. I got my love sweater on for those watching us on YouTube. Um, It's very cute you can support us on buy me a copy you'll get access to fun bloopers and you'll probably also get you know early details on extending announcements there too so it's it's a good place to hang out you can also find us on our website travelmugpodcast.com on our social media facebook and instagram at travelmugpodcast and we would love it Get it, Megan?
0: Get it? I do, I do.
1: (laughs) If you would leave us an Apple podcast or Spotify review, that would be amazing. And if you share the show with a travel-loving pal, and we will chat with you again soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.